All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Group Therapy on Saturday, March 19th. It's about 9 p.m. Dallas' second straight loss. This time they were blown off the floor by the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Not a fun time, barring Luka Doncic getting angry and hitting 8 of 12 three-pointers. Past that, the Mavericks didn't really look like they had anything to give. And the Suns, uh, or Suns, the Charlotte just beat the crap out of them. There were so many double-digit runs. The final score is not reflective of the fact that this game could have been like 50 points at one point or another. Um, all right, I'm going to bring Brett up first since he and Christian – actually, we're going to go Christian since Christian had uh, a hard time with his Wi-Fi last night, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll go to everybody else. Christian, are you not on your Wi-Fi again? You're not on your Wi-Fi. I, I should – can you hear me? Yeah, no, I can't. I, Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I I didn't have the recency of trying to, you know, flaunt my Devonte Adams take um, earlier, so now it's just gonna fall flat. But uh, you know, I, I mentioned uh, even though the internet connection was crappy last night that I wasn't really worried uh, about the loss last night. Tonight was very worrying. Why? I I feel like the just complete inability without Dinwiddie on the floor. Um, I I feel like Jalen's regressing. Uh, so the inability to not just create offense, but really outside of any kind of plays, any sets for anything but Luca and Jalen. I thought with Dinwiddie out, he would actually kind of revert back to who he was prior to the break. Um, he just, I, I don't know how to put my finger on it necessarily. Oh, I do. With with Brunson, I do. He's over dribbling. He is pounding that rock. He got off to a hot start last night and was looking for his own shot and hasn't really stopped. Jalen's big growth spot this year has been making great passes, and I've not seen any from him for a couple of straight games. Um, I will say, though, this game doesn't freak me out in so much as it reminded me of why we were all kind of eh following the Porzingis trade to begin with, because if Spencer Dinwiddie was the player he looked like in Washington, then things were going to get dark for the Mavericks. Instead, Spencer came in and played really well. We've had a great time. But, you know, when you're down two rotation guys, as they were Bullock and Dinwiddie, this sort of felt like something that could have happened. I was, you know, the, once the Mavericks started playing at the same speed Charlotte was, it was over. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, Charlotte's so good in transition that we just don't have the athleticism to kind of keep up with that. And I agree on the Jalen piece. I mean, I believe it was last night, and really it's been happening for a while. When he gets the catch-and-shoot three, he just always reverts to the pump fake. <laughs> You're hitting like 43%. So good. Um, he just won't shoot it. Yeah, it's like the one thing you've been consistently good at all year, and you just refuse to do it. And then, you know, he pump fakes, dribbles into kind of uh, a mid-range where someone's, you know, closing out on him. And then he makes a pass and just kind of resets it all. Um, And uh, to your latter point of not being as deterred by this loss, I mean, 
Charlotte did shoot like just absurdly, especially to start the game. Felt like my God, what they start like twelve of twelve or something like that. It was it was bad. It was real bad. <laughs> I missed the first three minutes of the game, and I turned on the television, and it's sixteen to two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it it was just. I mean, it was that way all game, whether it was a good look or not. And they did get plenty of good looks. I mean, especially when Luca kind of laid on the floor and just walked back for a five-on-four where, you know, two out of three possessions that happened early on and they hit that three. Um, I thought this would be the perfect game for Josh Green to play some more minutes, uh, particularly to energize a group that clearly needed it. What do you uh, think went wrong? Because I, I know what went wrong, but I want to hear what you, what you think. Well, I mean, to be honest, I was so frustrated. I, I couldn't really – he was just making some kind of goofy plays when he would go in and drive and turn it over and those kind of things. But I to be honest, like I was so frustrated all game. The only thing that I, I really paid attention to, like more in detail, was, hey, he's actually hitting his corner three. Yeah, that first one, he just pulled the trigger. But here's here's why that game was a trap game for a guy like for a guy like Green. Green already plays a thousand miles an hour to the sometime to the to his own detriment. And when a team like the Hornets that plays fast speeds him up even more, it's a disaster. Like that pass, thank goodness, and not thank goodness. He got credited with a turnover where he tried to throw that pass to Bertans. And instead, he just rocketed it over his head. You know which one I'm talking about? That was his third turnover. Josh had three turnovers in about six minutes, and Jason Kidd planted his ass on the bench. He ended up playing 21 minutes, most of it garbage time in the fourth, and he looked a little better. But they sped him up in a way that was not productive, not on purpose. It's just he's a, you know, he's the Tasmanian devil, and, and sometimes it really works to the Mavericks' advantage because they need someone to do that. But it, it was not – those the first three quarters that was not a, a, a Josh Green game because it's like his passes were all off. He threw a jump pass with his head below the backboard into three Hornets. It was that that was just not his style of game. Even though I really wished he would. Yeah, I I very clearly remember the pass to Bertans on the break and threw it over his head because I. I was finally feeling good, like, oh, we can make a run. And then um, I ended up breaking my remote controller, just, like, not necessarily even on purpose, but I, like, hit my hands, like, low, I guess, um, and it came flying out. So that will be a a fun one to explain to my girlfriend. But, yeah, I mean, either which way, I just think um, the the kind of only positive is when Josh Green is at the corner and gets an open shot, I am feeling, all things considered, relatively confident uh, in his corner three. But, I mean, we, I, I really hope Dinwiddie doesn't really regress in a true, nah. like, his official. He, he'll be okay, because, like, the three-pointer is going to not go like it has been, but his sort of willingness to, like, drive in the lane is, is re- him and Luca are just matched well, so I feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, we're clearly going to need it. Uh, I'm worried about this defense holding up in the playoffs. Um, You know, I just – we just have the players that we have, and we're – you know, this clearly isn't a contending roster, but with Luka, 
you know, like Kevin Garnett said, anything's possible. So um, have a good night, Kirk. Appreciate you bringing. Sure thing, Christian. Talk soon. All right. Um, so now that we're kind of in, I'm going to go over just how Green Room works again, even though most of you guys are regulars. Um, be sure to listen for your name. Uh, come back out and make sure you're not muted. You can see that when you're out of the chat. It's kind of when you're looking at the who's who all is in the room. And then make sure the uh, green light is um, powering around your name. So I'm going to bring up uh, Brett next. Uh, I mean, I will admit that is the first game this season I've just, like, turned Ooh. off. Um, I mean, like, not, like, early. Like, I just when, – when when they when he put in, like, you know, the, the, the Scrubs lineup at, in to begin the fourth quarter, I was like – you know, there's some like you know March Madness on the TV that I can watch sure. instead of this. Um, I mean, like because I mean, like I don't really have much interest in watching, you know, all those players who play the fourth quarter. Like, you know, it just it's not like none of those players other than maybe Green will be on the team next year. So like, who cares? Um, like, and then they're never gonna play any meaningful minutes. But yeah, so so I think that I mean, Charlotte is not a good team, but they are an example of a team that has lots of NBA players. Lots more than the Mavericks. They have like 12 players who are like competent. None of them are that are like I mean, Ball is good obviously, but like none of them are that great. But in a situation like this, on a back to back, they have just like lots more players. Like they're playing a full 10 man rotation, um, and the Mavs are playing like four players plus like a bunch of guys who shouldn't play. Oh yeah, um, I mean that's they, what yeah. I wrote about. That that was what I like, and I don't like like. Okay, so people who listen to this sort of stuff are hardcore fans, so I can say this stuff without people really getting pissed off at me. When I say this on, like, the Twitter timeline, when I say it in the comments of Mavs Moneyball stuff, and then even when I say it with, like, my friends, I get I, people get mad at me. But the Mavericks have maybe, maybe nine guys that would play. Like, they, they have six guys in this roster right now who I don't think are, are going to be in the I league next year. I think teams... I mean, I, I think of teams that that like are, you know, not like contenders, obviously, but like teams that are actually like decent. The Raptors are probably the only other team that has like this sh- this short of a um, of a bench, like in terms of yeah. competent players. Like every other every other team has mo- many more, like at least two or three more bench guys they can go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and okay, so a couple other things. Uh, one is that like, well, well, first thing is that I, I'm assuming the Mavs had thought that Bullock was going to play tonight and that's why he didn't what he played last night. Cause otherwise that's a pre- pretty, pretty, you split the difference kind of thing. Okay. Well, 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 yeah, I mean like, so they thought they're basically going to split the difference and get him more touches, get him back up to speed. Um, in, in this game, if they didn't think that, or they weren't pretty sure about that, um, it's a pretty inexplicable decision, I think. I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean like him not playing both nights of back to back. I think that's perfectly good. But him, he should have played this game, not last game. You have to give up the games that are against better teams. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna not like tank, yeah. but if you're gonna kind of wave the white flag, do it against the team that doesn't yeah. have two maybe top fifteen NBA players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and especially and especially knowing how you know thin your roster is, you want an extra body on the second night. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and that's that's the other thing is like kid very much recognizes that the Mavericks have a thin roster. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it, it, it's it's 
you know, that that's the further I get away from my interview with Cuban, the further I realize he was just more or less saying that like this team is going to be different and it has to be in coming years. And it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's about making it through the season because I've had really had a good time these last 35, 40 games, but you know, they played so well since the start of, of the, of the new year, like some real shit kickings kind of felt due, so, even though. <laughs> so this is my next thing. So, so we feel like they have played well and they went three and two on this road trip. However, I mean, the Houston game is like a game that, you know, you kind of, it's, that's almost like, you know, written down in ink, you know, that they're going to win a game like that. Um, but they, those other four games, they are very, they were incredibly close to being 0 and 4. And obviously, like, you know, that's kind of how the series goes. I mean, how a season goes, you know, they're, you know, you, you'll win and lose close games. However, in the, in the 15th, not counting tonight, because, you know, the, 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 that stuff's not, not updated yet, but, in the 15 games before tonight, which also coincides with the 15 games um, since the trade, the Mavs have a 114 defensive rating. Um, not that, good. That is bad. Yeah. I mean, it can, obviously it's been tr- trending that way for a while, but I was like kind of looking back, and yeah. like, and obviously the trade not is not specifically why that happened, but as I th- you and other people have pointed out, like the style of the they play is incredibly hard to maintain that intensity, and like over a longer period of time. Because you just um, get more tape on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and, like teams, like, both on the broadcast and a lot of people I saw on Twitter were implying that they were giving up contested looks, and that is not what happened. Nope. Like, the last two games, they have given up a – I mean, like, pe- again, people will remember the, the, the hand-in-the-face threes that go sure. in because those are more frustrating. You don't remember the ones where, like – and it were like for some reason like Plumlee gets doubled on the post and then kicks out to like a good three point shooter who's has no one within ten feet like that is just bad defense. Yep. Um, I know what you're talking about because they had it on the NBA yeah. broadcast. They had the baseline camera and fifteen feet is being generous. Everyone else was on the baseline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, and so like, I mean, I don't like like this. It, I mean, I don't anticipate the defense getting significantly better in the regular season. Um, I don't anticipate the Mavs trying hard is not the correct word, but like, I don't think the Mavs care that much about where they're seated, which has been true the last two years, kind of as well. I would hate that plan, though. I well, would hate the, it because the, Luka- yeah, the, yeah, the, the play that's the bad thing. The, the bet and that we would play, you know, and ex- like you know. Like the Clippers, um, in, in the in the in the first round of like in the first play, playing game, which obviously they're bad this year, but like don't want to do that ever. Yeah. Um, because it was like the, the 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 theoretically what you could end up happening is like you know they play the, the Clippers. If you lose that game, then you play LeBron. Um, you know, trying to like actually make the playoffs, uh, and that's just not really where you want to be. Um, the, I mean, the good thing is that you know, then you if you you're there, you miss the you, you miss the Suns in the Sun side of the bracket, and you play the Grizzlies. Sure, is like, like you're, what you're doing though is you're putting forth like the the sort of like multiverse theory of like hoping to get to the second round, and like you just the the bottom line is these guys need to win as many games as they can, and yeah. I'm sure they'll try that. It's it's just a it's a concerning way to look oh, no, at oh, the oh, next. I'm not saying. That. 
I'm not saying I think that this is sure. what the Mavs think. I, like, I just, I mean, that, that there's obviously the, the rest drawback is the biggest part and, like, the risk that you lose two games and go home. Um, but I don't think it's, like, you know, the worst thing in the world. However, being, like, seventh, like, you know, three like three consecutive years is bad. Like, yeah, that was, sure. I, I mean, and I think that... They were fifth last year. They were... Uh, yeah. Oh. The Clippers were fourth. It sucked. And the Clippers did... The Clippers did everything in their power to get into that. That's right, because it was a three-way tie for fifth, and the Mavs just owned all the tiebreakers. Like they could have been seventh. It was not. Yeah. It was. Which, a, it was which a, is what. Which is also. Which is also kind of what I think will happen this year. Yeah. Uh, that, that that they're going to end up tied with the Nuggets and the and the T Wolves, and they just had the tiebreakers. Which is which is why these two games, like this next week, are like incredibly important. Yeah. Um, because you know. Well, the, the other the other thing I, I had to bring up was that I, w- I was checking this, the the, um, the the Wizards game and the the Lakers started like no players above six foot nine. They started LeBron at center and Christoph Porzingis has three rebounds in twenty five minutes, um, which is just you know a, just a, a thing to remember that the trade you know was pretty good, uh, despite Bertans being you know fouling out in in like ten minutes. Yeah. Which was, yeah. Incredibly bad. Well, let's bring up some more folks. Brett, I appreciate you always helping me out here at the start of these. Oh, thanks. All right. Talk soon, buddy. Um, I am keeping an eye on this Lakers-Wizards game. Let's go, Wizards. Um, All right. Coming up next, uh, Luca the Goat removed himself, but I thought he wanted to talk. So instead, we're going to go with Mohit. What's happening, my friend? Welcome back to Give you a second, figure out the audio. Remember, guys, if you switch to another audio app or something, it sometimes doesn't let you talk. Uh, so you may need to kind of like exit the room entirely and then rejoin. Uh, so, you know, try that. And we'll bring you back up here. Um, Topher, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Can you hear me, Kirk? I can. Thank you. Hey, man, first time on here, just want to say I'm a big fan, avid listener, but. Um... You know, on tonight's game, I just think it shows the importance that Dinwiddie has um, on the team. And I think, you know, we just need to get him back. I think we'll be fine. This isn't a game I'm too worried about, especially with, you know, this team. We really forged an identity of coming back, you know, when we're down by 10 or more, which is awesome. But that's going to be a lot harder to do when you're on a back-to-back because you're going to be way more gassed going into the fourth than you would be if you had that extra day off, you know. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, before this road trip, I had hoped for two and three. That was my record, two and three. And that's before they even play the Wolves Monday. And instead they finished three and two. I could be, I don't know, when they lose, like maybe it's just I'm tired. It's been a long day. But like usually when they lose, I come into these all full of piss and vinegar and I'm just kind of like, eh. You know, let's just let's maybe get back. Like, I really want to beat Carl Anthony Towns Monday. Is it like I'm kind of on to the next one where I really want to beat the the quote greatest shooting big man of all time? Yeah, um, you know, I, I it's kind of weird thinking like every game it feels like this could be the big. This is the biggest game it's, of the season it's great. going in playing Utah, Boston, and now you know Minnesota is undoubtedly the biggest game of our season. Um, I think it's you know just important to hold on to that four seed because. I just think whoever has that four, or I mean, get the four, not hold on to it, but get the four. I think that if we get the four, then we'll still lock to beat Utah. 
Um, but back on tonight's game, my other main point I wanted to make was that I think Jalen Brunson is great, but I think this also kind of shows that he may need to be the piece used in like a sign and trade this summer. Cause I do think that Dinwiddie is just slightly more valuable than Brunson, even though I love him. It's interesting. I feel like Brunson's really pushing, like kind of forcing the issue, getting up some more shots. And really when the game comes to him is when he's just been so brilliant. And you know, we got a piece eventually that will come out from our guy, CBA Mavs, his name's Scott. He'll put it up on the site whenever he's able to kind of get, like, finish it up because all, all of us do this stuff, like, for fun. But the way he will explain it, and I'm not stealing any thunder from the piece because, honestly, the, the cap mechanics are a pain in the ass. The Mavericks yeah. are up against what's called the, the, the cap, or the, I'm sorry, the apron. And in order to do some things – to, to where they would actually be able to do a sign and trade is they have to jettison some other salary. Now I think they can do that because I don't think I would be shocked if both Maxi Kleba and Dorian Finney Smith are on the bat, uh, not Dorian Finney Smith, uh, Dwight Powell are on the Mavericks next year. I think one yeah. of the two of them is not long for the team, not because they're bad, even though I think there are varying degrees of that being true, depending on the point of the season, but because they're both expiring. Uh, do, uh, um, Dwight in particular, you know, he's a functional player for $11, $12 million, whatever he is. I want to say Maxi might even be partially guaranteed, something like that. Um, there, there's just enough, st- like, potential outgoing salary to where the Mavericks, you know, and, and this is going to be blasphemy to some people, but I think the Mavericks should chop Josh Green while he has some positive value. I, he's he's a fine player this season, but I, it's going to take, like, three years for him to be good. The Mavericks want to be a, a second round. They want to be a finals contender. In the next yeah, two years. Yeah, we're a big man away from being that, especially, you know, if you can move around that salary with Jalen, I just think you got to go try yeah. to go, you know, big, you know, it may not be the, the best guy available, but if you can just trade to get some more valuable assets and then go for a guy like John Collins, I mean, I know, I know Nico's smart enough to, to be able to work something like that with his play relations. I mean, there's got to be a big man that's going to win. A Somebody who wants to come where you make something. Yeah. Yeah. I, are you a, are you an NCAA tournament guy by chance? Yeah, I am. I'm watching right now. The Arkansas. Did, did you watch any of the Memphis game? The first round matchup? Uh, I didn't, I was at work, so I didn't get a lot of it, but I so, got to tune in on my, on my break. They got this dude named Jalen Duran, who I, I, I ignore this stuff all year, all year, because I can't like, I did it the one year when Luca was around because I was like, I don't want to watch this Mavs team. I cannot watch. Like, the 2017-18 Mavericks so were unfucking watchable And I we had to, like, by, like, game 35, there's just nothing else to write, despite Dennis Smith trying. <laughs> but that, yeah. so that was, like, last year I really paid attention. And my one of my good buddies who's a super draft nerd pointed me to Jalen Duran, who looks like, like he's just chiseled out. He's the perfect guy for what we do. And he's going to be like a top 10 guy. And if Memphis hadn't made the tournament, I bet he would have hung around in like the late teens. And oh, it's going to kill me. It's going to just kill me because he's, he's got like, he's just so like, when they play Gonzaga and they may play, be playing now. I don't even know what's going on, but I'm really looking forward to like them playing Gonzaga because that's going to be a fun matchup. And it's just, you see all these bigs and it's so funny the way the league goes year in and year out. Like two years ago, bigs didn't matter. But now three of the yeah. three of the five best players in the league are technically bigs if you consider Giannis a big, and then you got Jokic and you got Giannis. It's like having a functional big man that can do multiple things is important, and the Mavericks need it. Yeah, we do need it, and you know, on that, on potentially getting a sign and trade, I think that 
you know, Nico and Mark are definitely going to be looking trading up in the draft because they're. I think this is a pretty good draft class compared to most years. They every people freak out every year and they're like, "This draft class sucks," or "This one's amazing," and it's like, "Hey, why don't we just wait and see?" (laughs) Yeah, Um, but you know, we'll see. I I think this team can make it to the second round. You know, seeing tonight just you know showed emphasis that we we just need more scoring ability at the end of the day. But I'm not too worried because. Also, like, what what are the odds that a team is going to shoot like that again against us for the rest of the year? Like, like uh, they did tonight, you know, just making every three. Probably low, but then again, I do tend to agree with, um, you know, the fact that the Mavericks weren't really defending the three point line. Yeah. So, well, this has been fun. Thank you for coming up, Dofer. Yes, thank you, Kirk. Appreciate it. Sure thing. All right, guys. Uh, ooh, we got one more person, Jeremy. Hey, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm, I'm getting over a cold. Last night I was struggle bus and uh, t- yeah, I uh, kind of feel like I'm just repeating a lot of what was said. But I thought you hit the nail on the head earlier. Uh, I coming into this game when I when I had forecasted the ten, I, I kind of look at, ahead at the schedule and I'll forecast the next ten games and see how I feel the Mavs will do, and they either matched or exceeded my expectations for the last handful of stretches. And uh, when I had forecasted this game, I I thought we'd win. But whenever Bullock and Dinwiddie were both out, that's when I started to kind of question things. And uh, I got real nervous right before the game started. I thought it was going to take a big game from Luka for us to win this one. And it turns out that wasn't even enough. Um, But – that, that's definitely a factor, and I, I'm not really feeling that down on the loss as, as a whole because I don't think it. I don't think it's something to worry about if we get those two guys back as far as the regular season goes. But uh, definitely was not ideal. I, I was hoping to keep keep pace with Utah, but now it looks like you know maybe we're gonna have to just keep keep fighting to hold on to maybe the fifty. Yeah, sorry, I was arguing with somebody in the chat who just said that that Chet outplayed Victor Wimignana in the World Championship. That is not true. Go look up those box stats. (laughs) Oh, man, Victor Wimignana kicked his ass. I watched that game. Um, Whatever, Victor Wimignana, we're not going to talk about him because he would be amazing and we don't get to have him. Um, Let me see. Yeah, I, I, you know, we're just on to the next one. And we're going to have fun against the Wolves this week. We're going to beat the Wolves. We're going to beat the Jazz. And we're going to have a great time in here, I think. Yeah, I, I looked at this. Like I said, the next five games, I hope we can take all of them. I, I know it's an uphill battle. You have two versus the Wolves. But you win those two, I think I think it's very possible they could sweep the next five. I hope so. It's going to take us at full strength, though, or at least getting Dinwiddie and Bullock back. Like, you can't you can't hope to win all five of them if you don't have those guys, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's – the Mavericks are just kind of built on, on, you know, they're not a house of cards, but they work well together with the team that this constructed. And if you move, you know, a piece, they're going to be much, much worse, whereas some of the other better teams up can sustain that sort of thing. Yeah, it's just frustrating because it's like in both of these games, it seemed like we were coming back. Like we we brought them within a close margin, and then the opposing team just 
kind of started burying threes on us and kind of game got out of hand on both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to happen. Thanks so much for, uh, for coming up. You got anything else? No, not really. I appreciate you having me up and, you know, hopefully we'll have better results on the next one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, We'll see. When and now I'm gonna uh, uh, now I'm gonna enjoy kind of arguing with you guys. We're gonna have to take this to Twitter because I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have a, a great time with this because I I have gotten into the draft stuff the past three weeks and fall because it's like the the Amoni Bates um is very very bad and I'm mad that you think he's good Amor. This is frustrating to me. He is Kobe without the ability to actually make any shots. Um, horrendous basketball player, but he is a young man. True to, true true to form there. Um. Basketball is a lot of fun. I really love arguing about basketball. You know who else I love? The Washington Wizards and our guy, Chris Dapps Porzingis, who helped bring home the win. They defeated the, 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 the Los Angeles Lakers by eight. Porzingis actually had a number of fourth quarter points. Good for him. Um, yeah. All right, guys. You guys have a good uh, or a better Saturday night, and we will talk soon. Thank you so, so much for hanging out. I look forward to uh, to debating in the future, and uh, hit me up online and all that good stuff, and we will talk soon. Bye, guys.